This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. And I'm all for it. I don't kink shame. I'm not into all the things that, you know, that the people I interview are into, yeah. you know, but I'm all for it. Like if they, if, they're, if it's consensual, if it's safe, hell. Hey, Go for give it, it a shot, know? man. I don't care what gets you off. That's it's funny to me because I think my my location and my uh, appearance might be imposing other thoughts to people. Like I'm actually a pretty fucking open guy. Like I can get down. Whatever, cool, great, man. There's a few things that I still go. That's kind of weird. But well, you know. of course, yeah, shitting in people's mouth is that's is a weird so thing. the only couple. Like I'm telling you. I can get down in my mind. Listen, I would probably, no, I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I would probably be a voyeur. That's my thing. Like, I like watching oh, yes, people do shit. I, I, I watch videos of that. 100%. Like, that's my shit. I just, I like watching people do stuff that I probably shouldn't watch them do. That's my thing. Um, I cannot deal with, with stuff coming out of the top or the bottom. Look. I'll, I can deal with pee. Okay, you like to get peed on. That's cool. Chuck Berry liked to pee on people. It's, yeah. hey man, stuff. Well, you shit on people too. <laughs> That's, okay, so shitting and vomit are the two things that I've come across <laughs> at this point. And it's not because I think it's unethical. It's it's pretty pretty gross for me but that's the problem is i can't even put myself in those shoes because if somebody i saw a couple asians getting down and uh, they were doing vomit play i guess and like <laughs> shit got crazy i just sitting there going okay it's she's had enough like i've watched people stuff dick in people's mouths to their crying choking gagging i was like you should really stop throwing up on her face. I don't think she likes that anymore. <laughs> and what's, oh, oh my God. There's Mistress Pomp, P-O-M, um, P-O-M-F. I, I did two episodes with her and she's like, that's her thing. She, and it, and so me being the guy I am, you know, the interviewer that I am, um, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, so what if you don't have to go? And you eat certain things, and I'm like, I'm talking about her, like her diet, and I'm talking about timing, and talking about cleanup, and like I'm getting all like clinical with it, and um, yeah, check out Mrs. Pomp. She's and, yeah, she's one of the um, the highest ones too. I was listening to your show today, and the last couple apparently is chastity a bigger thing than I think it is. People oh, like it's huge, oh, really. My God. We did a whole show. Mistress T and I did a whole show. Called there is a whole thing called Locktober, and what she does is she has three slaves, right? And um, she keeps them locked up for a whole entire month of October. Oof. And I and 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 it, they had to write letters and everything to her, and she read the letters. Yeah, check out just look up Locktober. Yeah, no, I'm taking notes. Every, every all these goddamn episodes, man, I'm gonna learn a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dirty cage Well I'm alone inside my mind I like to teach you all the rules I get to see them set in stone I like it when you chain me to the bed But then you see it's never shown
Damn it, Puddle of Mud still slaps. I don't care what anybody fucking says. That's my shit. Take it down a notch. Hello and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight we have a special guest. Uh, this is a, a long time coming and I'm, I'm happy to have finally put it all together. And we're going to have a good fucking time tonight. I can already tell. So uh, without further... What? Say it. What'd you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Without further ado, uh, the host of the Your Kinky Friends podcast, a fellow uh, podcast featured on the NSFW Podcast Network, uh, author, and uh, a kink specialist, if you will. I, is there a degree for that, sir? Is, is, can I, I just... I would say a, um, a, a kink activist and a kink, um, you know, celebrator. A kink connoisseur. Uh, yes, yes. Nicholas Nicholas Tannick, what's going on, my brother? How are you? What's going on? How you doing? Thank you so much for um, having me on. And um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I went yeah. a little long on the intro. I like that fucking song, and I'm starting to understand uh, as I get older. <laughs> some of these songs you can relate to in a special way. Like you hear them years later, and you go. Oh, that's what Wes Scanlon was talking about. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's funny that um, it's just a coincidence that you you played Puddle of Mud because I was watching Silicon Valley, the you know the, the HBO show. Yeah, and they kind of rib him a little bit, like they they kind of <laughs> like a constant thing. Is that like they just they no 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 just in the last episode in this in this episode that just happened? They like they they bring it up. Um, they're having like this kind of like Burning Man Firefest thing. I don't know if you know anything about the Firefest that it was the uh, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, they had all these bands and like Puddle of Mud was one of them, you know, um in um in the show, Silicon Valley. It's a funny show. That's funny good show. stuff. No, I think they're making a comeback. I believe I saw recently they put out an album. So they're from my childhood. I have special fond memories of Puddle of Mud. I sold them drugs one time at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. It was one of those things where I wouldn't, I didn't even buy tickets to the show. Somebody called me, said, "Hey, my brother works for the Miller Distribution plant locally, and they have a pavilion rented, you know, for the concert. You guys want to go to the concert?" And we're like, "Okay, cool." We get up there and we're hanging out with her brother. We can't have beer because we're underage and all this shit, you know, because we're not in like the VIP. We're just in like the rented pavilion area. And uh, yeah, her brother comes up and goes, "Hey, you know where I can get some Percocet?" she's like no why and it's this that and the other uh apparently the roadie guy is looking for some so uh my friend told me and of course me at the time i'd had some medical procedures and shit and i'm i wasn't a fan of painkillers after a while they just made me i'm way too big to be that groggy you know what i'm saying like it's not good yeah, I sold him a bottle of pills. Uh, I had somebody bring them to me downtown, and <laughs> you know, it was awesome. We got to go to the VIP. We got drunk, and I got to watch uh, Puddle of Mud, Three Doors Down, and Nickelback on the same night. And uh, 
I don't care what anybody says. All three of them, they they have a special place in my heart. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's cool. I'm a huge music buff, and um, I love. I, I like ever since I was a little kid. I mean, I wasn't really into sports, but I love. I love music and I love art, and um, and you know anything dealing with sexual expression. But um, uh, holy moly, like I, I grew up at a time where. Um, I can get into clubs, you know, and they didn't card because yeah. I was I'm in New Jersey, New York, so I'm seeing like the Dead Milkman and the Jesus and Mary Chain, Nine Inch Nails, and all these like, and, and this was at a time when they had like really underground shows, like so they had like a hardcore show, so there was like a punk band, then there was like a ska band, and then there was like a new wave techno band, all in the same bill. And the drugs were amazing. <laughs> I bet. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. So you, are you born and raised in uh, Jersey? Yes, yes. Okay. I was born and raised in Jersey. I, I, I lived in New York for a little bit, um, but I, and I'm always going in and out of New York. We go to New York on Wednesday. Um, so New Jersey's kind of, it's, it's funny because it's, it's kind of like the runt of, of the family. Uh, you know, there's Philly. And then there's New York, and New Jersey kind of lives in its shadow, but it gets a bad rap sometimes. Like, you come to Newark Airport, and all you see is, like, these smokestacks and light industrial stuff, but we have some beautiful, beautiful um, places, you know. It's, really the, beautiful. it's the Garden State, right? <laughs> it's the Garden, the Garden State. But what's, what's really interesting about New Jersey, which I think you'd find interesting, there is a really strong underground music and underground comedy scene. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I'm talking about people do comedy shows that like last for like five hours, you know, just multiple people like Chris. Get I don't know if you know who Chris Gethard is and Joe Firestone and all them, but um, and then there, there's all these bands, everything from uh, you know, Glazier to Screeching Wheezes, um, sc um, Screaming Females, um, and like all this stuff. There's there's this kind of underground scene, just like there's this really cool kink scene. You know, because I'm very much into the BDSM King community, um, there is this like underground stuff going on in New Jersey, New York that's really, really cool and interesting. And um, I just I love hearing new music and new comedy and 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 then meeting kinky people. <laughs> I've met a bunch of folks from that part of town, and it seems like even though they get the bad look, my New Jersey friends have taught me a couple things. They've taught me suck my dick from the back. Shout out Adam Simmons, and also that pork roll is not a fucking bologna sandwich. Apparently, and yeah, <laughs> he hates it when I say that shit too, and I say it all the time when I interact with him. Yeah, go eat one of your fucking bologna sandwiches, you dick. <laughs> it, it all depends on what part of New Jersey. Um, Taylor Ham or pork, pork Roll. Taylor Ham or Pork Roll. But one thing Jersey's got, which is fucking great, it's got pizza. Like, yeah. I know people, like, I was I was hanging out with someone from Canada, and they were like, they were the first time in New Jersey, and um, they were like, I love your pizza. You have the best pizza. Every pizza, like, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> she, she was just eating pizza, like, for the last, like, week. Just, you know, and we do. We got some good pizza in, in Jersey. I that's, gotta admit. That's what I hear. The guy that I was just talking about, Adam, he's a pizza guy. Like, that's what he does. I'm sure he's local. I might have to hook you guys up. You can make him a pie. Yeah, you can make him, him a pie, for sure. He'll be on my show. Have him on my show. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, he's recently single. I might have to give you to put him through some paces, poor kid. We don't need fucking Saddam to come out. That's what we're not looking for. So, But he sounds like he's on the mend. It's good. So, And talking about, you know, talking about comedians from Jersey, there's a guy named Brett Davis who has who had his own show um, on, on 
cable TV actually called the special without Brett Davis. He won the Andy Kaufman award and he's got a podcast which kind of makes fun of podcasts about like really, really, really specific things. And it's called the podcast for laundry. And he's playing a character where he he's like, this is a this is a show all about laundry, and he turns into be like this sociopath psychopath, you know, <laughs> and um and what I and like he's really crazy about laundry. That's a character. So I interviewed him for your kinky friends, and I had um, Luna Luna Dark and, and Miss Melissa, who one's a submissive, one is a dominatrix, and um you know not professional. But, um, you know, they both dressed up in French made outfits with garters and stockings and heels and stuff like that. And I interviewed Brett while they were in the background folding my laundry and and purposely making him like uh, unnerving him by not folding it correctly. And just like, throwing, <laughs> just like you know, he's like, you're not folding that correctly. God and you're damn using, it. Like, you're, you're using like generic detergent. That's not tied. You know, <laughs> like, Hey. And they're like showing their butts and, and their garter belts and stockings in the French made outfits with the petticoats and everything like that. And I'm just sitting there laughing. Check it out, Brett Davis. You know, all you got to do is go to your kinky friends, go to the search button on the lower left of the screen, type in Brett Davis or laundry. I think that's the only one that comes up as a laundry fetish in, the, <laughs> in all the content that I got. Man. So this is one thing that I find very interesting. And this. It's something that I've grown to appreciate, and it's one of the reasons why you're here tonight. Um, there's a thriving community of kink people. Uh, I guess I'm a vanilla. I'm a normie in the in the sense uh, I'm a undercover. <laughs> but one thing that I can appreciate is this thriving community of people who are <clears throat> very comfortable with their sexuality and what they they like to do. They're some of the most honest fucking people I've ever spoken to. And I like honesty. It's one of my favorite things. Like, don't blow smoke up my ass, man. You know, I appreciate the fact that the people that I've gotten to meet thus far are very in tune with themselves. And they're actually quite pleasant to have conversations with. So, you know, just a shout out to all the kink, kinky people out there. Keep doing you, man. <laughs> You're making the world a better place, I promise. I totally agree. You know, I honestly think that fundamentally people gravitate towards the truth. Um, you know, they may seek out the fantasy of, of, of you know, of anything that's not true. But, um, you know, people who are just honest, like, for example, um, I don't know if you know my story, but I like to say <laughs> we put the bond in bondage. You know what I mean? Um and so basically, I grew up a punk rock kid, um, had a summer fling when I was a teenager with this woman named Lynn. And 15 years later, she had a very low self-esteem when she was younger. Pause, 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 pause. Okay. Tell me about Lynn. Yes, I'll definitely tell you about that. That's a, um, Lynn, she, she, was, she was like a kind of like a goth girl, mm -hmm. you know, very, very smart and very – loved to read, absolutely adored to read. And um, – you know, she's a big Stephen King fan, and um, she just, like, read everything. Yeah. And um, I broke her heart when I was a teenager. Where were, and, where were you at at this point, Nick? Because I know you said that, um, you know, you got into drugs and stuff at a certain point. Like, were you – is this high school? Is this yes. – Yes, this was high school. It was around – uh, junior senior year, okay. she was a year older than me. We used to, and I, I like we used to go to punk rock shows, but then we went to we started going to raves in the nineties. Awesome, 
and New York City raves. And I'm talking like real raves. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. like these huge festivals that cost like a couple hundred. I'm talking like raves where you have to go to a record shop, buy a ticket, and then call at like 11 o'clock at night and they tell you where it is and it's like in an abandoned warehouse yeah. or under a bridge somewhere in in the Bronx or sort of Queens or whatever. And um, like I, I went to one that was in an abandoned office building, <laughs> you know, and, and like the drugs were there and we... So basically, we, we, we really got into drugs. We really got into a lot of ecstasy, a lot of acid, even angel dust, um, some cocaine, some heroin, stuff like that. Mainly drugs um, to have sex on, I'm assuming, because that's, it seems... A like lot of it, yeah. A yeah. lot of it, a lot of it was. That's um, why I avoided but, a lot of those drugs, just because, no offense, at that point in my life, I was younger, and uh, just banging chicks randomly, you know, wasn't as much of an option. I was kind of a fat kid, so <laughs> it just... I didn't take those drugs because I'm like, well, something's getting fucked. I don't know what it's going to be. Don't leave me alone with your fucking dog. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting about drug culture, especially with weed culture, is that how it brings so many people together. And, yeah. like, someone that you never, you know, like, I guess visually would find attractive, you know, you, you hang out with them and you, like, you get stoned with them or you, you have some good times with them. Like they become very attractive oh, yeah. in the sense, you know, just because the personality wise. And I'm very big into, yeah, sure. I like, you know, there's, I could see a beautiful woman and say, oh, she's beautiful. But I could also, it doesn't matter if she's short, tall, fat, skinny, you know, color, what race or color or culture, you know, it's all about what's inside. It's about the connection. So anyway, so Lynn, I broke Lynn's heart. Because I was in love with someone else um, who I, I, I met before before I even met Lynn. I was in love with this woman named Zia. And I write all about this in the way in the coolest way to kill yourself, which is a book dedicated to her. And what happened is 15 years later, 15 years later, we were both married to separate people. Our marriages fell apart and we moved in together. And um, like I said, we put the bond in bondage. And I also like to say true love is not having to clear your browser history. That's right. So It's a hard you know, place to get, man. <laughs> so I'm looking at all this crazy porn and I get but like like porn brain. Like I'll just click on stuff I'm not even into just because it's like, oh, this seems weird or interesting and fun, you know? So, so we had like crazy times. Um we had crazy times where I'd be with other women and this is what she wanted. This was this was her idea, not mine. Yeah. Where she'd like me to be with other women in front of her, and she'd be like in the corner, and I'd, I'd like masturbating in the corner, and I'd be like with this woman, and 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 saying like, "Look, she's so much sexier than you. She's so much prettier than you. She's so much. She's so you know, at like to a point where, you know, like the woman would jerk me off, and and it'd come all over Lynn's face. Yeah. While she was just like, you know, but but we go we we got crazier. We got um, first of all, I own a straight jacket, a real straight jacket, but you know, and we got really into femdom, you know, and her being dominant. And I said before, she had low self esteem. Yeah, yeah. And she was she she has a she had a van cancer, so she was in and out of the hospital, and she stole she would steal every visit. And um, like she'd come out, she'd walk out with the garter belts and stockings and, and tie me to the bed and, or tie me to the couch or whatever and be like, I own you now. And it got to a point where literally like sometimes she would, she would block my cock up in a chastity cage oh. <laughs> and she'd gonna, hold the key around yeah, her neck. Like she had a, a, made a necklace around her neck. We're going to put you know, a pin in we'd that. We'd go yeah. back and forth. 
And unfortunately, she died in 2012. She was only 36 at the time. And um, I was devastated. And I wrote a book called The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself. And it's a really it's a it's a memoir, but it's a tribute to her. Um, I, I would I would get published in these little magazines for like poetry and stuff like that. And everything I wrote was for women who I liked or I admired. And she would she she wouldn't get published, but I would. And um, she would always say, "No one, no one would ever, no one ever writes anything for me," you know. So I wrote a book for the girl who thought that no one would ever write anything for, her. and that was that's that's the thing. I mean, it's um, it's a pretty it's a wild book. It's man, so it's goes over 20 years it, it, it captures the rave scene it captures horrible marriages then it captures us being together and exploring kink and also um you know her health issues and after that what happened um i i wrote another book called your kinky friends and i kind of just dove into it because i was devastated by the pain of loss that's a lot man i'm so sorry that fucking sucks uh, Thank you, thank you. But you know what? I'm a better person for it. She she saw the worst in me and brought out the best in me. And and I'm 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 very proud and thankful, you know, that she was in my life and that I could tribute to her because it, it has touched a lot of people. I mean, it's not a huge bestseller and I didn't write it to like sell books or anything like that, but it struck a lot of, you know, chords with, with people and it, it opened a lot of doors for people um you know it opened a lot of friendships for people and and that's how your kinky friends started we started just writing and doing podcasts and you know i originally i was doing it just to promote the book and then promote the you know but then I, I i love writing and i and i i love kink and that's what i i wanted and if it wasn't for her and you know this whole thing wouldn't have happened i mean i have met so many people since I wrote the book and since we I started this and it like seriously we put the bond in bondage. It's as simple as that. It's so crazy, man. She changed your life. Yeah, you know? definitely. It's a sad story, but at the same time, like I can admire like what you're saying completely. Like it was a moment in time where you both had a realization and. You followed through. Not a lot of people get to do that. And you did it with somebody that you truly love, man. I would go as far to say that I bet most marriages that last more than 10 years, if something just popped off and you got seven, <laughs> you'd probably be a lot happier. <laughs> well, it's not only that. It's, it's, I think it's the trust. It, it, it's the trust. And like I said, she had very low self-esteem. Once she got into femdom, oh, my God. You created Things a monster. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it was great. It was great. She, because she had she had cancer, she was taking oxycodone, and that kind of, like, she started to abuse it, you know, because, like, you, you get a little high, you forget that you, you took it, you know, and you're taking it for pain, but then, like, you know, maybe you take too much. You take one pill, and you forgot that you took the pill before and stuff like that. I was having money problems, and but, like, when we got kinked out, so to speak, and we were completely honest with each other, like everything fell into place. Her, um, her dependency on, on the pills, you know, which are very addictive, you know, oxycodone is very addictive. Um, it yeah. really just like went under the waist that she got her life together. I got my life together with, when it comes to, you know, making money or, or, or working. And it just like, it just, our connection and the fact that like, 
we don't have to hide anything. So it's like I, I was in a marriage, and I they, like I love I fucking love porn, and I love yeah. weird porn, and like I would like I wouldn't be comfortable with the, with the woman who I was married to, you know, sh- like sharing it. Whereas with Lynn, I was like. I was like, yo, check this out. Yeah, this you want to check this out? He just sent each other porn constantly. <laughs> oh, man. She would, like, like when she, whenever she locked my cock up in the chastity device, she, like, I, was, I would be at work, and she would just send me tons and tons of porn just to keep me, like, constantly horny. <laughs> Seems like it would sting a little bit, huh, after a while? Like, this thing oh, is yeah. chafing a bit, guys. God damn. You bust out of that cage. <laughs> well, I was listening to your show today, and the last couple, apparently, is chastity a bigger thing than I think it is? People oh, like huge. Oh, really? my God. We did a whole show, Mistress T and I did a whole show called, there is a whole thing called Locktober. And what she does is she has three slaves, right? And, um... She keeps them locked up for a whole entire month of October, Oof. and I and 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 it, they had to write letters and everything to her, and she read the letters. Yeah, check out, just look up October. Yeah, no, I'm taking notes every, every all these goddamn episodes, man. I'm gonna learn a lot. <laughs> and check out the sorceress one. Oh my god, her the the the, the last link I sent you. If you could just and, and if you want, you just type in sorceress in the search. And um, no, I'm sorry, governess, governess, not sorcerer, governess. And she uh, she does she does a um, she does a um, like a uh, what's it like like she she shows us around her dungeon yeah. and the dungeon just keeps going like it just keeps going like it goes to medical play and then there's like oh here's the next room where it's all about like me being a strict mommy and then here's the next room where it's like. Hardcore, you like, and then here's the next room. Like, how many rooms do you have? Yes, <laughs> this is a this is a sex dungeon. High five, ma'am. Don't touch me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I saw, I watched a little bit of that one. That's the lady. I heard she. What? Is, okay, so adult baby uh, stuff with like adult people, baby stuff, yeah. Adult baby stuff and uh, kidnapping was another one. Kidnap fetish. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Kidnapping. Yo. Uh, <laughs> There's something for everybody out there, isn't it? <laughs> there is, and that's yeah. I always said there's a king for everything, you know. Even the um, like asexual people, there's there's like that's kind of like a kink, you know. People who don't feel anything at all, and and I'm all for it. I don't kink shame. I'm not into all the things that you know that the people I interview are into, yeah. you know. But I'm all for it. It's like if they, if they're, if it's consensual, if it's safe, hell. Hey, for give it, it a shot, know? man. I don't care what gets you off. That's it's funny to me because I think my my location and my uh, appearance might be imposing other thoughts to people. Like I'm actually a pretty fucking open guy. Like I can get down. Whatever, cool, great, man. There's a few things that I still go. That's kind of weird, but oh, you know. of course, yeah, shitting in people's mouth is that's is so thing. the only couple. Like I'm telling you. I can get down in my mind. Listen, I would probably, no, I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I would probably be a voyeur. That's my thing. Like, I like watching people do shit. I I watch videos of that. (laughs) 100%. Like, that's my shit. I just, I like watching people do stuff that I probably shouldn't watch them do. That's my thing. Um, I cannot deal with, with stuff coming out of the top or the bottom. Look. I'll, I can deal with pee. Okay, you like to get peed on. That's cool. Chuck Berry liked to pee on people. It's 
Yeah, yeah. man. Stuff. Well, you shit on people too. That's okay. So shitting and vomit are the two things that I've come across <laughs> at this point. And it's not because I think it's unethical. It's, it's pretty pretty gross for me but that's the problem is i can't even put myself in those shoes because if somebody i saw a couple asians getting down and uh they were doing vomit play i guess and like <laughs> shit got crazy i just sitting there going okay it's she's had enough like i've watched people stuff dick in people's mouths to their crying choking gagging i was like you should really stop throwing up on her face. I don't think she likes that anymore. <laughs> and what, oh, oh my God. There's Mistress Pomp, P-O-M, um, P-O-M-F. I, I did two episodes with her. And she's like, like that's her thing. She and, it, and so me being the guy I am, you know, the interviewer that I am, um, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, so what if you don't have to go? And you eat certain things. And I'm like, I'm talking about her, like her diet and I'm talking about timing and talking about cleanup and like, I'm getting all like clinical with it. And, um, yeah, check out Mrs. Pomp. She's, and, yeah, she's one of the, um, the highest ones too. The, the, the high, I mean the highest rated ones uh, of all the interviews. That's, <laughs> it's tough, man. Cause that's literally the only two for me. I, I think so. Like anything that's else I've heard, I just go, okay, cool. That's that's your thing, but just those two, I go. That just seems unpleasant. <laughs> and some people, seriously, some people like the unpleasantness. Like the uh, a thing about hmm. like a really hot chick taking doing something really dirty. Like maybe that's the kink to it. Well, it's, it's not just that. You know what? It's I think it, it is that, but it's also. I, the, I bet you don't it, let some big trucker shit in your mouth. <laughs> no, I'm not going to human human centipede it up. But, <laughs> There's a line, sir. You know, no, but it, it's it's the fact of um, complete submission and no control. So it's like I, I'm what they call a switch. I could be dominant. I could also be submissive. Yeah. And one of the thing of things about being with a very dominant woman um, and being submissive to that woman is the fact that. I don't have to decide anything. I don't have to make decisions. I'm told what to do. And that's very freeing in many ways. You know what I mean? So degrading or, you know, in a sense, and I'm not really much into the degradation or the humiliation aspect of it. I understand it, but, um, like that, that's not necessarily my kink, but like it can push, you know, <laughs> you know, like like a, a little name calling can like, you know, can push you in the right direction, yeah. so to speak. Um, so so there's that, but I think it's it's the loss of control. So I I, I had um, I was telling you about a little bit about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Shout out to um, Baron Voltage, Amelia, and 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 his ladies. This guy is a hypnotist. He travels around and he goes to these you know erotic conventions and festivals and he and he um he literally hypnotizes people like all in the room like the whole thing so saturday night we're all hanging out and he's done my show several times we've hung out a couple times and he's a really funny guy and and, and his whole crew of, of women are all hypnotists and what they do is they do it for fun they they literally knock each other out with a with a snap for fun and then they bring them back with another snap, and and it's the, the the reason they like it so much is so because they like not having control. Control. They like not have you know, 
and and like they're only out for like a second or whatever. And like, like we're at we're at a dinner and we got all of us, you know, um, at the table, and they're just like knocking each other out and then bringing them back up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they and they laugh. They they get up and they laugh, and you know, and you're like, what the. The hell is going on? And it's it's crazy. I think the lack of control, and the and it's not only that, but the giving control to somebody else is very freeing to many people. See, I think I would go the other direction, and that's a little bit scary for me. I don't know. Oh, taking control? Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> the problem. Look, I, I've got too much rage inside my heart. I think still because that's the it's way down in there deep <laughs> but you start digging around and you give me the option like i bet i could be really mean but not like in a like like a uh a bad way but i could definitely do what i imagine uh, a dumb person would do i just have oh. never done it <laughs> oh god yeah let me tell you a little story um <laughs> and i write about this in the book your kinky friends um i have a friend named randy R-A-N-D-E-E. She's a woman. Randy. Uh, yeah, she's, she's very short, and she's she's kind of like a, I want to say she's a punk rock girl, but she's she's just, she's definitely not like one that's very, um, you know, erudite and and you know all about looking and like like she she's the kind of person who she's a t-shirt and jeans type person. Got uh, sexy. Keep going. And she's uh, she's a self-professed slut like she fucks everybody and um and she she's, she does not care you know it, it you know on um race weight um height or any of that bullshit you know um but i'll never forget she uh, because she slept with so many people she got bullied a lot you know people can be really cruel oh, yeah. and and one in people like hacked into her accounts at, on FetLife. I don't know if you know what FetLife is, but FetLife is like a is like Facebook but for kinky people. Ooh. And you can find me on FetLife at Your Kinky Friends. So just yeah, it's free and everything. It's fun. And um, one night she was like, you know, she was really really upset, and we both got kind of drunk. And um, she goes, "Look, I want you to do something for me." I go, "Okay, what?" <sighs> She goes, I want you to rape me. I'm like, what? She's like, no, it's consensual. This is all role play. Uh-huh. Can I this get is... that on tape, please, madam? Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I thought we are taping. <laughs> yeah, no, I need video. Can you get double thumbprints here? And, uh... <laughs> well, so what, what's funny is she was moving out, and she was, uh, we were in her uh, condominium. Her parents, like, just died, and, and like, this, she's selling off everything, and she was you know, going to move to Amsterdam. And um, she goes, no, I want you to go into the bathroom and then storm out and come to the bedroom. And keep in mind, this bedroom literally is a mattress on a floor. Yeah. Like, because she was moving everything out. So, like, all her shit was in boxes and shit like that, right? So I go into the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. She's like, please. Like, she goes, this is consensual. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I go into the bathroom and I'm nervous and I'm like, I'm not like into the, this is not like, I'm not. I go into the bathroom and I put on my best rape face. (laughs) (laughs) 
And what I notice is, I, I notice right on the on the the counter, like by the sink, there are handcuffs. And I go, Randy, why do you have handcuffs in your bathroom? And this is her response. She goes, Why don't I have handcuffs in the bathroom? So I'm like, Okay, right. Then she comes in, like, like she doesn't break through the door, but you know what I mean. She storms in, and. Um, you know, I'm wearing jeans, and I, I have this big belt, and this will come in, in the story. Correct. I have this big belt, and it's got it, those double tongs, so it's like thick. It's like a thick leather belt oh, with yeah. the double tongs instead of a regular tong. It's a skater right? belt. Right. No, it will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, takes off takes off the belt. My pants fall to the ground. She starts sucking my cock, and she's like, come and get me, motherfucker. She slaps me across the face. Okay. Right? She goes into the, into the bedroom like, okay. I could do this. I could do this. And she she just throws a condom into into the bedroom. And I see the belt. I take the condom, put the condom on, see the belt, right? And I and I, I just pull it out of the pants, right? And I yeah. go and I run in to her bedroom. I open the door and the fucking door flies back in my face. <laughs> oh man. She and I'm like, oh, I'm all discombobulated. And she's like, she's looking at me like a villain. She's like, come and get me, motherfucker. So I, gra- I grab her, I grab her neck, I push her against the wall, and and she, she, you know, she goes cuffs, cuffs, and I throw the cuffs on the bed, throw her face down, put the cuffs on her from behind, and like, keep in mind, this is consensual. Oh yeah, this is totally consensual. This is this is not like some crazy thing. But then I take the belt. That that leather you know belt and I, I put it around her neck and I and I pull it and I start fucking her and she starts choking and um, uh, I come and then you know I collapse on top of her and everything like that and and then she goes because that was great I go really really <laughs> you know, because the whole thing lasted really quick right she goes yeah that was great she goes, I, I was like. She goes, oh, I came so hard. I was like, you came? What's wrong with you? She's like, yeah, I came so hard. And she goes, you know what? I go, what? She goes, next time, we should use knives. Cool. <laughs> so, so I thought, I was like, holy fuck. What am I getting into? You know? <laughs> Madam, you you don't need me. You need a Puerto Rican gentleman. I can hook you up with a couple. Let me just holler. No, Jesus. but I mean, I mean it, like, it's, it, it, my point is this. It's like. You never know what you're going to get into and what is going to turn you on. I, for example, I, I was never into the kind of daddy baby girl dynamic, you know. And um, I met a woman, and we, she kind of got me into it for a little bit. You know what I mean? Where she called me daddy, and I call her baby girl, and like for for a while, I thought it was kind of all honestly. I thought it was kind of creepy, you know. But, well, she but okay, got me, she's yeah. sexy as fuck. On a scale of <laughs> one to ten. Like, 10 being you literally just have pet names that are like daddy and baby girl. Uh, one being, like, you you speak baby talk and stuff like that. Like, what kind of daddy role are we talking about here? Because <laughs> I get... It's more like, like okay, for in, in, in the role I played, it was more just like... Um, did you, you pick know, her food for her? Stuff like that? What? Or did you guys hang out? Like, did she pick her lunch for her and stuff? Or, like, you just had to no, speak no, to her a certain way? No, no, no. It was just like, you know, um, you know, wear red for me tonight. Okay. Or, or wear black or wear a French maid outfit tonight. Stuff for like daddy. that. For it, your it, daddy, man. Yeah. yeah, it was never, it never got like, when it, 
you know, it never got like daddy, like I'm um, an actual daddy, a father of her. Hey man, just, I gotta ask. <laughs> like I said, I'm not. Just, I wouldn't give a shit anyway. Ask away, man. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about anything. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> People are fucking. They're out there these days, so I want to make sure where everything lies, so I can try to relate yeah. in some sense. I go, okay, so you just. Oh my God. I interviewed. I interviewed um, Kelsey Helson. She she rolls around in fucking glass and gets all bloody. I have a, a the lady ascends. Oh my God, that's a great interview. There's actually did a couple sites. I mean, I mean, I mean, she did a couple shows. She she does fake blood orgies, <laughs> you know, pagan blood orgies where she does human sacrifices. Like that's her. Thing. Oh, that's some theater right there, huh? God, oh, she's great too. <laughs> I think I'm half hard just talking about it right now. What does she like? Just throw blood bags on people and jerk off? Like... Awesome. And she's like, she's related in a weird way to Frank Zappa. I don't know if you know who that is, but yeah. <laughs> Seems like a fun party just to go for the story. Like, what happened then? Well, we all got naked. And... Yeah, and she she. Paces around people in the woods with knives and ties them to trees and stuff. It's, 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 it's great though. It's like I love this shit. So out of out of all the stuff that you've been exposed to, what you've got a, a pretty long career with dealing with kink stuff. Yeah, how long? Oh my god, I've been I've been. <laughs> how long have you been a kinky person, Nick? I've been I've been a kinky person ever since I was a kid. When because this is before the internet. I was given uh, like a, a J.C. Penny catalog, and uh, you know, and my mom's like, "Tell us what toys you want for Christmas." I'd go right to the lingerie section yeah, and cool. just look at women in garter belts. Be right and, back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I I'm, I'm I'm dating myself, but there was a time where you couldn't find porn that quickly on the internet or on VHS, so you'd like have, you'd find it in the woods, like under a log or a rock or something like that. Yes, you know, so. And then I was, I remember, because I said I, I grew up a punk rock, I, I was watching Sid and Nancy, the movie Sid and Nancy, but got Sid Vicious and Nancy Spongeon from the Sex Pistols. And there's this, there are two scenes, and there's this dominatrix just whipping this guy that's hanging from the ceiling, and he's like, you're a naughty, naughty newsreader, and you must be punished. And I was like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy hanging from the ceiling. It seems like a good time. <laughs> So yeah, I've been into it, but it's it's it goes deeper than that. It it, it goes into the sense that um, there is a community out there, and like for example, if you want to be friends with kinky people, first of all, be a hundred percent honest about who you are and um, what you're into. You could use a scene name, of course. You know, uh, people have lives; they have vanilla lives and everything like that. But find a munch. Find a munch. A munch. I don't know if you know what a munch no, is. No, I was going to ask. I heard that term, and I would. Is that a man lunch? What is that? No. <laughs> it's like you don't want to be an asshole and call it brunch if it's two dudes hanging out and getting breakfast. It's like, ah, no, it's a no. munch. What's funny is that you were probably at a munch, or at least in a place that was having a munch, and you probably didn't even know it. Oh, tell me now. So, um, okay. So let's take. Um, a restaurant, let's say TGI Fridays. You you have those where you are? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. So usually in a in a place like that, there's like a back room, um, you know, for events for like birthday parties or whatever like that. Yeah, a little, banquet, little is, banquet room, a little space, kind of off to yeah. the side. Yeah. 
And what happens is people come in, they, they go on FetLife or they go on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and, and they're like, okay, we're having a munch. Now, one of the rules of the munch is that, you know, you, you, you can't go in, like, dressed all, like, in leather or with a chain on or anything like that. You, you just got, you go vanilla. And um, you go in, everyone pays for themselves, and they just kind of hang out. And it, it's just a really a bunch of any, it could be anywhere from maybe 10 to 50 people just hanging out, having dinner, having some drinks and talking. If anything happens, it, it's outside in the, in the personal sense. So it's like I've went to munches where I met people and then we became friends and then like we hung out and maybe got a falafel or something and then like, you know, had our fun or whatever. You know, in a separate way, it, it, it's a slow process. But, you know, as long as you go in with the right attitude, with a positive attitude, you know, like not just looking to get laid, not just looking to get off. You know what I mean? It, like, like, honestly, but is, there, is there the underlying underlying implication that, hey, everybody here's got a thing, just so you know, but we're going to be honest with each other. Cool. <laughs> like, is it, it, it no yes, judgment it, zone? But, there isn't there isn't the underlying thing where everyone's going to have sex. Not that we're going. Yeah, that's a sex club. I'm just saying, like, is it? That seems very freeing to me. Like I was saying earlier, complimenting about how most people that are kinky are very honest. So it seems yeah. like you could have a good time because everybody just goes, "Hey, man, freak freak flag up." You know, what what do you like? I like this. Good job, dude. Pound it. Bam. What do you like? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. I mean. I, yeah, it's kind of like that in in the sense that um, it, it seems like it, a lot of fun because it's like you guys want to get some pizza oh, and then I, maybe go jack off. No, cool. We'll just go to a fucking. We'll go to a ball game. Great. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I've, I've, and it's funny because most of the people I've I know from munches, like most of our time is just like watching movies or eating good food somewhere. You know, it's not like this big sex party where it's like we're all like you know <laughs> you know splashing with chocolate or or in leather or tied up or anything like that it's more just like regular people just who have kinky interests just hanging out that's and and helping each other um like in i, I wrote a book called your kinky friends and there's three munches in the book and that's what literally it's you know the me talking about and me writing about the munches in New Jersey and they're all true stories there. It's, it's just like, it's a bunch of people who need to find a connection and, um, some kind of sexual expression, you know, that they feel safe and, um, they're not going to feel threatened or just uneasy. They're going to feel comfortable. And that's what mainly it is. And of course, just like every, every scene or every, kind of community there's always going to be someone who kind of ruins it you know or, or, <laughs> or does some... some fucking square god damn it <laughs> <laughs> dude you have a, you have a podcast where you talk about your dick and you smoke pot on it so no you're not that square <laughs> yeah i was just saying like that's it's always got it's either that or somebody takes it too far either somebody tells or somebody crosses a fucking line and it's like god damn it terry why? <laughs> Nobody Terry. asked for that. Yeah, no, and and, and one thing, especially within the king community, there is misconceptions, you know, of people 
going not 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 going after or contacting people and they're just not doing it with the proper etiquette and that's the thing etiquette is very very important right you know be be polite be like for example if if you're interested in being um dominated by a dominatrix there are certain rules that you kind of the first thing you do is like find out what they're into because a dominatrix could be they could be into shitting in your mouth they could just be into hypnosis they yeah. could be onto all this you know and especially and i i cannot stress this enough um you know like you're you're talking about being a dom you know and and having a, a sadistic or dom or dark side to you there are so many men who make the mistake of just contacting, um, contacting women, saying "I own you, slut," or oh, yeah. or, or, or just or just, or just saying like, <laughs> "Like you're gonna serve me." No, no, like, you, you know you can't do that. You gotta have some etiquette. How about you know, hi, I, hello, <laughs> how you doing yeah. today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, and you just just try to find a connection. Whatever you do, if whether you are submissive or you're dominant. Whatever you do is don't copy paste stuff. Don't use copy pasta. You know, um, meaning what that means is just taking a, an email and just copying it and just sending it to a bunch of the same email. No, you personalize it. Take the time to personalize it. It makes it shows that you're serious. And um, yeah. Is there anything more off-putting than a robo message? Oh my god! Oh my god! I get robo calls. I don't know what's going on these days. But I get robocalls and they're like, you know, your, your social security number or your your um, your uh, Mastercard. I, I don't have a Mastercard. Yeah. Your Mastercard has been tampered with. I'm, I don't. I, I don't have a Mastercard. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's the cell phone, and that's what you were saying there. Like it's you get so much bullshit that if you send me a fucking message that's just kind of the same shit, it's just a basic format message. Like I'm gonna assume it's just some bullshit. So that's you always should put a little bit of heart into anybody you're trying to contact, man. That's definitely kind of yeah. Up. And you know what? Like, be yourself. Be be personable. That that that's what people like. Like I said, people fundamentally are attracted to the truth. So if if you are yourself, and I'm a flawed human being. Oh my god! Like I like I, I I've had so many problems in my life. And like I'm not the coolest guy, like I, I don't, and I don't act that way. But I think the fact that I'm humble enough, but confident enough, that I think that it, I kind of, kind of make it work. And I think that that's what people respond to because it's the honesty. Um, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I've seen, listen, I've seen you on camera. You're very open, but you're dead behind the eyes, bro. <laughs> like there's there's a lot of stuff going on back there. I tried to figure it out on that last episode. <laughs> I was looking at him going, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm constantly looking at my phone and my iPad, and I I do say that, um, you know, I, I I tell them in advance, and like I, there's times I'm not going to be looking at you because I have to just make sure everything's working. No, that's <laughs> hey, that's not even what I was talking about. We had a private conversation about that. What I'm saying is is when you're on camera, that's one thing that I'm against because I do look around a lot and I don't ever want to be disrespectful to anybody. But when somebody watches that video back, they're looking at you. And when you finally do look at the camera and you're engaged and you're looking like 
you can see into a motherfucker's soul. <laughs> you really yeah. can. It's not hard. It's body language. I can get a full visual of what you're doing and how you're sitting, how you're listening. I, I saw you a couple times zone in. And it's not, I'm not being rude by saying this. I, I hope you understand. I'm saying like, you've seen some shit. You're like a Vietnam veteran. I can see yeah. it. Like in your brain, there's probably just hundreds of not thousands of things that run through your mind at any given time or things that you can roll back to. So it's probably pretty damn hard to concentrate on menial shit when you got all that other shit to go through. Yeah. Well, you know, I keep pushing forward. That's all. That's all I can do and try to connect. Cause I do like, I honestly do like to connect with people. Um, it's one of the, the like, it's one of the things I truly enjoy in, in my life of like sharing a laugh with person you know going through the death of lynn is was so so tragic and and the pain and loss was so devastating to me but you know what really helped me was comedy and just making people laugh and having people make me laugh and yeah. just sharing a laugh with someone sharing a laugh with a stranger is one of the fucking greatest things like in an elevator or just you know at a store or something like that you know what i mean like i was i was at fucking i was at i was at wegman's i was online and um so there was this woman behind me and there was this man in front of me and this guy was just holding his phone up looking at porn <laughs> in the middle of this the grocery the, store right like in that and I just look at at the woman behind me, and we just we just start like cracking up. And it's like that thing made my day. That little connection made my day. That's and that, seriously, that's what what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to just connect people and and celebrate their beautiful ex eccentricity. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do, man. I I dig it, and that's the whole point, man. I, yeah. I think you're a very interesting person, and I think that. I haven't seen an episode of your show yet that I didn't find fascinating. And that's not trying to blow smoke up your ass. It's just I'm a normie. So all this shit that I'm well, learning. Yeah, the only thing the only thing that I'm I'm having problems with is the um some of the technical difficulties. That's that's the thing that pisses me off. And I get like fuck I get mad, dude, if if it gets all wonky or the sound gets all echoey or anything like that. I'm like, oh fuck. Hey. Like I'd I tell you what, uh, one of the best places to start, and this is a joke, but you're from New Jersey, prepare your balls. Uh, you could start by getting a microphone, motherfucker. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I actually have a microphone, and it broke. <laughs> yeah, well, now you got to start by getting another microphone that's not yeah, broke. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> We'll make it. We'll make it happen. I kind of like the low-budget, you know, punk rock, do-it-yourself style of it, but, you know. Hey, don't yeah. let me tell you how to do your shit. The only reason I say that is because I appreciate what you're doing, and I think just being able to step it up a little bit will do yeah. you wonders because a lot of other people are going to be able to go, okay, well, let's check this out because it's, yeah. it's a very good show, and that's why I push it. That's why I tell people about your show. It's, hey, man, you want to learn some shit? Check this out. <laughs> And, and and like I, I'm having a good time doing it, and and on top of that, like I really get emotionally invested in it. I really do. Like, cause so if some if someone like 
cancels at the last minute, which happens, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's like they got they got like a health problem. Or, they're dead. Or, they're dead to me now. Like I can't talk to you ever again. Don't you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm pretty laid back about it, but uh, it, like to them, I'm laid back about. It. I'm like, okay, don't worry, whatever. Just like you know, just let me know the date. And um, but I'm like, god damn it, I really want to do this interview because I fucking prepare yeah. for this shit. Like I do, I, I do research on everybody. I I come up with questions i send them the questions i've got oh my god tomorrow her name is princess asshole okay yeah <laughs> she's funny as hell i and, and and like this morning she was like yeah i want to do your show can you do it tomorrow i'm like okay boom you know <laughs> meanwhile i got like people scheduled for like you know three weeks from now or one in like january or whatever i'm like oh my god and meanwhile, you know what, Princess Asshole, she's and she's she's like Leather Queen of Colorado. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, what did, what does Princess Asshole do? Please tell me, I need to she, know. She, she's, uh, I, we'll find out. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch! See, this isn't gonna come out until probably a few. Well, I'm not even gonna date that. So there, two play that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's she's um, she's very she's an educator. She's a part of the kink scene in Colorado. Well, she's and, got a great uh, marketing campaign, so keep on moving. Yeah, and and also she she was like, oh, I'm also very much into blood play, so I'm like, okay, we gotta we gotta talk about hygiene. Oh, <laughs> okay, and cleaning up. So now, how many episodes of the show have you done now, Nick? Oh my God, a hundred, hundreds, hundreds. Yeah, oh, shit. I interviewed Morgan Sterling, who is an absolute legend in the kink community. She's a dominatrix, and she. She basically runs the UK. Um, it, it was my first episode, and we had all this technical problems. And um, I still put it up. But part two, perfect. One of my favorites is Madam C, and I sent you that one. Madam C, she's this British dominatrix who is sexy as fuck. And, like, I've I've been watching her videos and everything like that for like the last 10 years and i finally got her and i was like this you're a braver man than me i don't even think i'd be able to concentrate <laughs> yeah yeah and she, she's she's gorgeous then there's oh my god there's i, I there's chastity queen god, i love fuck it. chastity queen is great she had her slave with her she like like his this i sent the link on that too this needs like, to be a fucking like a talk show this doesn't need to be an internet show this needs to be like uh, late night Jay Leno shit. You need to have a couch. Well, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually working on doing a tour. I'm actually, I'm actually like, like seriously. I, I'm thinking, of, like, I'm going to New York, to Philly, to Chicago, hopefully to L.A. And um, like, uh, like, I'll have a band. I'll have because I, I, I also do a lot of bur. I do interview a lot of burlesque dancers. So there'll be like burlesque, and then I love comedy. So there'll be like, and then I'll MC the whole thing. And that's what I'm hoping for, like just to and and just celebrate the local kind of crazy kinky people, you know, wherever I go. And and yeah, everyone is 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 involved, and it should be fun. And and each show would be very unique and completely different. So if like you're not the New York show, it's not gonna be the same as the Chicago show. And um, yeah, so is that so? So there's Madam C, 
and um, oh, the governess, the one, the the other link I sent you. That that tour of her dungeon is amazing. Like I, I was showing it to people, and they're like, it keeps on going. How big this is, and and I live in I live in a big house, and I'm a kinky motherfucker, and, and you know, but still, I, I I don't have room after room after room after room of um of just kinky stuff, and yeah, this the the um. <laughs> it's got to be impressive. You, you met the Joe Rogan of Kink Dungeons. <laughs> you were just like, "Oh, cool! You got a werewolf in here and stuff. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing." Oh, speaking of podcasts in New Jersey, Mark Marin. He was born in New Jersey. There you go. Marin's not bad. It's fucked up because I think I've messed up a couple times and said the wrong thing. So it's like, I was gonna say Bob Levy, but I don't know. If, I think he's from Philly or Baltimore, maybe. Not sure. I've heard. I know the name. I know the. I know the comic. But um, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll just fucking cut it out. You know, maybe it's maybe a, he's from right? New York. I don't know. Fucking leave it in. Punk rock style. Yeah. yeah. He's old. What the fuck is he gonna do? Fuck you, Bob. Come back on the show. <laughs> Fight me, prick. <laughs> no, man. So okay. Have there been any uh, like kink things that you've talked to people about on your show thus far that have kind of like actually surprised you like ones that because i understand you do research before so you probably don't get surprised a lot but have you fucking dug around and somebody drops a little thing on you that you didn't ask about and then they go like oh by the way i also you know fist dogs on the weekends occasionally well whatever (laughs) you know it's cool well well i don't I don't. I don't allow anything to do with animals or children. That's, let's get that straight. Well, you uh, cut that out, obviously. But <laughs> no, no. I actually, never even had people talk about that. But um, um, a lot of the, like the hardcore pain stuff. For example, I was interviewing someone who, you know, some people. Some people love cock and ball torture. Oh. Oh, and we're gonna go. Oh, we can, we can get into that it. next because I had uh, your chastity thing. Is I want to talk about your cock locker, but let's go back. Let's go back for a second. Okay, uh, so <laughs> there's you know there's the typical cock and ball torture where it's slapping, hitting, maybe some wax or whatever. But um, this woman did a testicle kebab, so she took like a skewer. Uh-huh, shish uh-huh. kebab took the testicles and went through both of them and made a shish kebab out of someone's testicles. Oh man! Yeah. yeah. See when you yeah. said, "Oh Nick," see when you said, <laughs> <laughs> Whoo, You said kebab. Ke- yeah, I, I thought maybe cross too, man. <laughs> I thought maybe a stiletto heel through the nutsack or something. Like I figured it was gonna go bad. I just no, didn't no, realize it went straight through. So like both of them, you got them both like two grapes on a fucking rod, and she and she just like laughed as she like giggled oh. it. That's some Sherry Moon zombie shit right there, man. That's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying. God damn yeah. you 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 are not a god fearing woman. <laughs> yeah. But so but but there's oh my god there's this. These two episodes, which I thought were hilarious, um, Chloe Rose, Chloe Rose, she is the diabolical sadist, and um, so I do a thing on on the episode on each episode where um, I do a word association, 
So I, I say like chastity, you say yeah. lock. I you know say straight jacket, you say asylum or whatever. Well, she's a sadist and uh, a beautiful woman. She works for Pep Love. She's very fun. Um, to, we had two episodes, and the first episode, she made me kneel on rice on my bare knees while I did it, and I that was that was a new one. And then the second one, we were talking about beating him on a budget, and she, <laughs> um, my dom, Miss Melissa, made a, um, a, a, a like a, a thing to hit people with, like a, from a fly swatter. Yeah. And I had to slap myself in the face and in the chest. She made me take my fucking shirt off in the middle of the word association game, you know. And every time I was like, flogger, boom. I was like, "Fuck, goddamn!" <laughs> You're welcome. So yeah, that was that was actually fun though because like we're both laughing. It, it hurt like fuck. It hurt like it hurt as hell. But um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, the, uh, the 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 turnoffs though were the the only thing that deals with like, and I'm not king shaming, but like there's something about pissing and shitting on people. You know that people seem to like, and they get they get a lot of hits too. Like, yeah, I, that's, I, I hope hey, that that seems to be a question I've asked to most of the other kinky hosts. Is like, have you ever peed on anybody? Have right? anybody peed on you? Just curious. <laughs> I, I, personally, I haven't. I mean, I've been squirted on. You know, and that's yeah, yeah. When that's everybody. It, every dude gets a little pee on them. That's why it's funny to hear somebody you ever get your chick pee on you, and they're like, no, not in your face. Like, shut up. Your chick's peed on you a little bit once if she's over twenty. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're if you're doing it right, yeah, you know, you don't give me that shit. In her mouth. But but like one of the things is like, all right, so it's okay. Now, now, now we're gonna get all feminist on this now. So it's like it, it, it's okay for a woman to suck a guy's cock, but the guy's gonna be mad if a woman squirts in his face. You know what I mean? It's like that. That's yeah. that seems. So unrealistic to me. I wouldn't be mad at all, but I guess there would be somebody out there that would be. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I got you. I got you. Squirt. Is that what, okay? Like, hey, secret time, as as my uh, comic Burt Kreischer would say. Uh, I like the smell of pussy. Like that's one of my things. And it's not even so much like I sniff some panties once in a while, but it is such a like direct turn on. Like if I smell something that smells too much like pussy, I'm like, yo. What is that? <laughs> check out, check out. Go on YouTube, and the, the, the artist—it's an R&B artist, and it's called Novel N O V E L, and the the song is called Peach, and it and the lyrics of the song—it's—it goes, I could eat a peach for hours. Correct. <laughs> and it, like that's a beautiful thing. It's like, and and then I hear. I hear this fucking this crazy rumor that's like men aren't into that. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're not as much. You're a different kind of man than me, and maybe I'm not every man, but that is I, some of the best times of my life have been when I've had pussy on my face. God, yeah. I mean, seriously, just the thighs on the cheeks. I mean, I can I can make gifts off that. <laughs> yeah, chicks, man, chicks. They're beautiful. I don't know what to say. Um, so hang on. So we're talking about smells. That was the thing. So back to chastity. Okay. okay. Now, 
I've seen some of these things on the internets before. Uh, Adam and Eve are just in images and stuff. I get around. Uh, some of them look like they wouldn't be terribly uncomfortable. Like I think even you, uh, one of the ladies you had on recently was speaking about like there's like a silicone kind of locker thing. So it's a it's a locker you put around your shit, right? Is it dick and balls, or is it usually one or the other? Well, what happens is it's first of all there's the ring. The ring goes around the balls. Okay. Because you have to lock the balls, and then there's the tube. So then you take the shaft and you put in the tube, and then the ring and the tube lock. You can put a regular lock in, or you can put a plastic lock in. You know, plastic locks are for like people have to go through airports and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, oh man, I would put a metal one in there <laughs> just to be a shithead. I'd show up an hour early. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I know someone who had to literally call her, call his his dom to be like, I have to go on, I have to go through TSA and you have to give me the key. You know, and they had to make like a special trip and they were like late. So, yeah. That's hilarious. So, uh, I, that should be yeah. in a story somewhere. Okay, so there's the ring and then it locks in place. <laughs> oh, this is funny. awesome. Like, you hear that click, you hear that click, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Especially if you don't have the key in your hand. You know, it's like a, it's it's one thing to have the key in your hand and you talk to someone online or whatever, but you like live with somebody or you or you know you meet them in person. Once that click goes, you're like, holy fuck, I am I am screwed. Oh, and, and 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 there's this crazy like first of all your mind races and then you know your sexuality races and you know in your mind and you're know, like what am I what am I gonna do like what am I gonna do? and and then because she holds the key or he or whatever you know or whoever holds the key you are really at their mercy and that really changes shit. The longest I've been locked up is for two weeks. Oof. And, yeah, and I have, it, it was insane. And, but, like, Mistress T, she, like, she had October. She had three people locked up for a whole month, the whole month of October. And it really, it, it changes your dynamic in, in many ways. It changes, and I look at it, I look at it as a fun thing. You know what I mean? Most people, most people are terrified by it or are just shocked by it. And I used to be too. But like, I look at it as just like, oh, this is a fun, kinky thing we could do. You know? Let, oh, let's... you you could give it a shot. My dick is shrinking right now. Just thinking about it, like it's just kind of. I feel like when you put a collar on like a little Pomeranian dog and you pull, you know how they pull that shit off. Like I feel like that's how my shit is feeling right now. It's like I wish you fucking would. I'll show you some shit. Come on. <laughs> oh, but here, let me let me let me let me tell you about the upside of it. When you're locked up, you want to do nothing but please whoever holds your key. Yeah. Which makes you a very sexual person, and um, oh. that creates an energy that you know creates a sexual energy. You know what I mean? And but oh my god, when you are unlocked, the orgasm is fucking amazing it's like ah, hmm. it's like How that I... scene from fucking unleashed with jet lee 
Like you just <laughs> you take the collar that, off and you fuck shit up. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a while, but I I really like that movie. Yeah. That's a. I guess I haven't looked up close enough. Can you pee out of these things, Nick? Like, is it? Is, yes, you totally can. You okay, totally can. so this isn't like a like a suit of armor looking because I've seen those. They look like those goth fingernail things from back in the day in like high so, school. Some of them have what they call a Prince Albert, so like like someone got the dick pierced and. You know, and, or there's a tube, or like I don't know if you know what sounding is, but sounding I is when a tube and they put it in, in the urethra. But the average person, you know, it's just you, you just sit down because, like on the toilet, you know, as opposed to standing up because it, it could spray. You know, uh, but yeah, that's really it. I mean, I I look at it. Keep it. Let me let me put it this way. I look at it as kinky fun i don't look at it as like some serious thing where it's like oh she owns me she owns my cock i I think i think i I think i kind of look at it as kinky fun like you know the same way so okay miss melissa who's my dom who you know we have our fun and luna our, our friend you know sent us a bunch of um stuff for the violet wand and you know all these attachments and you know just as a joke and for kinky fun i tied her to the bed and um i used each one of them on her and it and it's it's really the situation of you can have fun with it this doesn't have to be you know being kinky and being sexual doesn't have to be all serious and and you know it, it, it could be like you could laugh at it it, it, it's fun. Seriously, it's fucking funny. Like if someone wants to, wants to lock my cock up in a chassis device, or I literally own a straight jacket, a real straight jacket. You know what I mean? Or you know, people are whipping each other. Like it could be a fun thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be a dark thing. It could be fun to be dark. It could be great to be dark, and that could be some of the appeal to it. But it's it's also it really could be a way for people to connect and people to have fun and you know and just learn about themselves and I'm, i personally feel i'm a better person for it like i'm a i'm a happy person for it well i'll say this there ain't nothing fucking nice about sounding since you brought it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that scares the shit out of me oh my god i found that out by accident one day and uh now it's fucked up because not everybody knows what that is uh, urethral sounding is when you stick a rod up your pee hole. Um, yeah, they make them all shapes and sizes, and they make them with lumpy bumpies, like a fuck, like anal bead looking rods, and sometimes with spikes, swizzle sticks. Fucking, there's, <laughs> there's Louisville sluggers that start thin on one end and, and stretch out. Man, <laughs> now I want to ask you a question. Okay, this is sure. a medical device, in my opinion. It looks like something that was crafted by a doctor. Is there a medical use for this shit, or is this something that somebody just came up with? Because I'm, I'm curious. What yeah. Cause um, the, can I tell you what I thought the medical uh, application could be, yeah, sir? If you do, Doctor Doctor Nick, tell me what you think. <laughs> so, you, so you know how you get kidney stones, right? Okay. You've heard of kidney stones? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah, they're extremely painful. Correct. Now. A lot of times, 
they blast them. If you're lucky, they're big enough they can blast them. But you still have to pee them some bitches out, right? Yeah. I've heard it's very painful to, to pee out rocks through your pee hole. That sounds awful. But if there was a way that you could maybe stretch your pee hole out a little bit just to get it ready for the possibility. I feel like at a certain point, some of these rods I've seen getting jammed up these dudes' pee holes, they could probably piss jelly beans and it wouldn't make a difference. They'd be like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You stick your whole pinky finger off into some of these pee holes. It's crazy. Yeah. um, hmm. It's next level, man. Sorry. I've I've been to the far ends of the internet and I've been to the top of the mountain. I've also been to the bottom. <laughs> so, all right, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking right now. Yeah, it, it is. There's medical uses for it. It's designed female you know, stretching, uh, un, unblocking for it. Oh yeah. So, so like, if you just got some shit off in there, there's something called Hank sounds. I don't know what that is. There's something <laughs> called Van Buren sound. That sounds like. That one's that got a, like World War II stuff. That one's got a powdered wig on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So let, let's just say I'm sure there's some kind of medical thing for it. Uh, and that goes with medical play. Like, for example, oh, my God. I Oh, I love a sexy nurse. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't even want to get into this. I had my first uh, <laughs> ASMR. Have, oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, I've interviewed a bunch of bunch of people who do who do that for a living. I've I've watched a few different things, and I've it's because I got a kid now, so I'm gonna watch porn. You know what I'm saying? I gotta keep it on the low low. Check, uh, check out Siren Rain. She's great. Oh my God! So She's so good. I've seen it. I've checked it out a few times, and I didn't get it. Like I don't get all the noises and the crinkle and the paper bags and all that crazy shit. And I've watched a probably 10, 15 of these videos trying to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I, you can wag off to it, but it's not like, I don't get the thing. I had the thing the other day, and I was like, oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> it was crazy. It's just relaxing. It's like, that, that's the thing. Oh, like, no, 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 no. I got, I got the chills, like the tingles from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Just watching the video. I was like, One thing I noticed about, the, about that, happened? though, especially about podcasts, is the fact that you could just you could put them on in the background and just listen to them, and that's why like a lot of people don't like watch, sit and watch my show, but they'll just put it on in the background, and do bolt and do other whatever they have to do, and that's fine, and that's awesome to me, you know what I mean? And um, but this AS this ASR stuff, oh my god, yeah, they just like if you need to sleep, if you're like ah. Oh, you can't sleep. You put on some. You put on someone, and you will, you'll, you'll pass out. So, so you were talking <laughs> about uh, medical play, and my ASMR experience was I had to find the right video, right? Okay. It was now understand. I had my accident. I spent a lot of time in hospitals. Uh, nurses, hot nurses, Children's Hospital, dude would wake me up at like 2 a.m. to check my fucking blood pressure and stuff and take your temperature and they draw blood. I had a lot of blood drawn through my feet, my hands. Like, you just wake up, they flip the light on, and you're like, what's up? And then they go, got to do a thing. And just once, you would want, because they'd lean down and talk to you. Like, it's dark. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, 
hey, I'm going to check your blood pressure now. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so it's weird because I found a video where, like, the chicks were doing that. But it was, like, some other thing, but they were nurses. And, yeah, I just I sat there for a second, and I kind of zoned in, and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, this is what it is. More power to you guys. ASMR, you're fucking your ass is off. That's <laughs> I I I had this fan, and and this is why I own a straight jacket. Let's let's talk about why I own a straight jacket. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, you you brought it up a couple I, times, so I need to know. Like, tell me about the straight jacket, Nick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had a, um, I <laughs> first of all in in Jersey there are these um, ab- abandoned. Um, Medical facilities, the same asylums, yeah, and, hospitals. Um, we'll say, ho- yeah, let's call them hospitals. And um, I had a thing ever since I was like, ever since I reached puberty, um, where um, I was in a straight jacket in a padded room, and a bunch of female nurses just came back and just played with my cock, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and you're helpless. I would, yeah, 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 that, yeah, and and that was the thing. I was like. <sighs> I want this to happen, dude. And you know what? God damn it! Has it happened? Did you make it happen? My thirties, yes, I made. It Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I, I saw one the other day. Somebody asked me about it on the show. It might have been the one you were talking about. Have you ever seen the like vacuum play shit that they do now? Like, oh my god, yeah. Now, I saw one the other day that confused me because it was some Asian vacuum play. And basically, it was these Asians tied up and they put them in an air sack bag, like the one you hooked a vacuum cleaner up to and it sucks all the air out. And then they just rocked around for a little bit. That's a little much for me, personally. I like to breathe. Uh, <laughs> there is this book, and the the author killed himself, actually. And it's called Christy Mallory's Double Entry. And he plays an accountant, and basically for everyone who wronged him, he wrongs someone else. So, like, someone cuts him off in a parking lot. He slashes a car with a knife or whatever. Yeah, he pays it forward, but with hate. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's a double entry. And one of the things is that, like, he meets this woman, and she takes one of those mm. those vacuums, puts it on his cock, and he's just, like, lying on the floor. He's like, ah! <laughs> yeah that that like that's a whole thing especially the the thing with the um the penis pumps you know there, there there's a oh, lot yeah. of like the feminine stuff where like a woman like ties up a man and just like puts this thing on a it, and it's like very boy with his dog i don't know if you ever saw that movie but it's you know and it's just like it's this robot just like jerking him off over and over and over again. So like he comes and then he comes and he's fine, but it keeps on going and it keeps on going. And then he, <laughs> it keeps on going and it's just like, Oh, Oh wait, maybe I'll do it again. Maybe I'll do it again. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Just see what happens. One of us is going to run out of steam sooner or later. <laughs> uh, hmm. Oh, Buddy, yeah. well, I think my wife is uh, probably ready for me to come eat some dinner. So, I want okay. to I want to take a moment now and tell you thank you for coming to talk with me this evening. Sir. Oh, thank you for having me, and I, I really I really had a good time, Jody. I really had a good time talking with you. You know, you're honest, you're open. 
uh, you have a great show, and um, I will do everything to promote it. And I, I like, yeah. Hey, let's keep it this. Up. Yeah, this will be the first of many, my friend. Take a moment and give out your plugs. Tell everybody where to find all your stuff, and uh, we'll uh, we'll send it on to the house, buddy. Okay. Yeah, find me at yourkinkyfriends.com. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Nicholas Tannock. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, um, at Friends Kinky and also at Friends Kinky on Instagram. I'm on FetLife at Your Kinky Friends. Uh, we have a chat group um, on Discord. Just... Uh, just go to your kinky friends you find it and um join it and it's it's easy we have a facebook group um ykf and um yeah we're out there we're just we're we're just trying to make it happen we're trying to promote really cool and really fun and and interesting people and uh the po boys podcast is definitely part of that crew so. oh shit no i want in on your discord man i'll let you know i've got that on my phone <laughs> get it get in on it. it's really funny it, i mean it's like sometimes it's like really laid back and chill and like nothing happens and then like like a day or two goes by and everybody's posting and stuff like that my, so uh, my handle is slap your mom's tits so i'll see yeah we have one rule we have one rule which is um you know uh don't private message anybody without asking permission. And, um, yeah, oh. it, it, other than that, it's, I don't, it, pri- it, I don't private message people just out of yeah. pure respect for my wife and for everybody else. I do everything I do in public. Yeah. Just hit me up. Uh, feel free to message me. And, and we got a lot, we got a lot of good things coming our way. Um, yeah, it's as simple as that. I'll let you go. Take it away. Hey, buddy. You have a good evening. Go get yourself a slice, you cocksucker. And uh, (laughs) we'll be in contact, man. Hit me up. Definitely. All right, buddy. Take Take it easy. Bye. Okay. That was my conversation with Nicholas Tannock. He's a very interesting guy. And uh, I had a lot of fun talking to him. I had more fun listening back to this episode because, you know, at the rate I'm going, uh, I have a lot of time in between. So I forget most of the things that we talk about until I'm editing. Uh, This one was a lot of fun. (laughs) Motherfucker has seen some crazy shit. So be sure to go show him some love. Your kinky friends. Buy the books. Say hello. He's a nice guy. Sorry it's taken so long, guys. This is a really weird time of the year. Uh, I noticed last year I took a big dip. And it's just, uh, I seem to have a lot of stuff (laughs) after the first of the year. Like January is a tough month. There's birthdays and anniversaries and friends and just all kinds of stuff happening so uh hopefully we'll get a little more back on schedule i guess i have episodes i promise they're logged away and this last one was a little delayed i'm waiting on a couple people to send me their goddamn submissions for a project i'm working on but uh, i don't want to keep hounding people because you know that shit's annoying so Either do it or tell me you're not going to do it, you cocksuckers. You know who you are. Fix it. (laughs) Be sure to check out the other shows on the NSFW Podcast Network, including Your Kinky Friends with Nicholas Tannock, The Man Brain Podcast, uh, Getting Casual with Crumb, and my show. 
been doing a lot of work with uh, Dave here lately. We had a Who's Right wrap-up and uh, another episode I did, I guess, just last week. It's I like working with Dave. He's a good guy. And uh, I think it's fun to see just how much we can annoy the fine fellows over at the Who's Right podcast. So you guys be sure to go check out those shows. Uh, big shout-out to the podcast of the roundtable champion, Mr. Adam Simmons. Uh, he was a guest recently on the show. And, uh, hey, man. Good job. <laughs> uh, I think I scored for Wetzky. So, not saying you did bad. Just saying you did good enough, for sure, to, to take it home. Hey, man, congratulations. Uh, season two coming soon of Podcasts at a Roundtable. I'm going to uh, try my hand at being a staple on the show. We'll see how that goes. See how it goes till they fire me. <laughs> or if John doesn't want to be my friend anymore. But, hey... What can you do, right? That's life. That's what all people say. Okay. You know the deal, guys. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Please tell a friend, tell your mama, tell your friend's mama about the show. Like, subscribe, rate, leave a review, all that good shit. If you'd like to support the show, uh, I only have one way to do that. (laughs) I'm not asking for money. I'm not telling you to go buy uh, lube anymore. I gave that up. The only thing I'm hawking these days is them turlets. So if you would like to experience the pleasure knowing that you have a squeaky clean booty hole, please go to Biobidet. That's B-I-O-B-I-D-E-T. Biobidet.com. Use promo code POLBOYS. You get 10% off anything in the store. They don't just sell toilets. They sell faucets. They sell uh, shower heads. I mean, it's it's a lot of plumbing. Yes, but everything is top-notch, state-of-the-art, and uh, a healthy investment for all the different aspects of your bathroom needs. So go there, use the code, save a little bit of money. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I will see you soon, you motherfuckers. Have a good one. Bless you, wash your face, pale on the still white.